When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast contains audio extracted from the Harry Potter Theory Extra YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today we'll be discussing fan theories regarding what people think Harry Potter did to Voldemort in order to defeat him, as well as what actually took place during the Battle of Hogwarts. Before we can dive into fan theories and accurately analyze the final duel that takes place between Harry and the Dark Lord, we must first understand the many things that needed to happen in order to make Harry's victory over Voldemort possible. In the final installment of the Deathly Hallows, the Battle of Hogwarts begins with the arrival of Harry Potter, Hermione Granger, and Ron Weasley to the grounds of Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. The trio infiltrate the castle in an effort to find and destroy Voldemort's final horcruxes, but are soon discovered, leading them unceremoniously into battle. As the fighting begins, Harry manages to destroy two of the horcruxes, Hufflepuff's Cup and the Diadem of Ravenclaw, and Voldemort orders a temporary ceasefire in exchange for Harry. Not wanting any more people to die because of him, Harry walks to the Forbidden Forest to meet Voldemort and, Finally understanding Dumbledore's gift of his first golden snitch, he opens it to reveal the Resurrection Stone. Shades of his past loved ones emerge and give him the confidence to face Voldemort, not putting up a fight as Voldemort casts his killing curse. But of course, Harry does not die. Instead, he finds himself in a limbo-like state with Dumbledore's spirit, learning that the Dark Lords of Ardacadavra only killed the part of Voldemort's soul within him and that he can return to the land of the living, which he does. Tricked by Narcissa Malfoy into thinking Harry is indeed dead, Voldemort returns to the castle with Harry's body, leading to the final phase of the battle, and the all-important duel between the boy who lived and the Dark Lord. Before Voldemort realizes that Harry hasn't actually died, Neville Longbottom kills the Dark Lord's pet serpent, Nagini, the last remaining Horcrux using the Sword of Gryffindor. What happens next is the main topic of today's video, Harry's triumph over Voldemort, ultimately killing him once and for all. But how exactly did Harry defeat Voldemort here? You might be surprised to learn that there are actually many popular fan theories out there that aren't quite right. One of the most prevalent fan theories about how Harry Potter defeated Voldemort centers around the idea that Harry was only able to do so because he possessed all three Deathly Hallows, making him the true master of death. According to this theory, Harry was able to overcome Voldemort only because he had the Elder Wand, the Invisibility Cloak, and the Resurrection Stone all in his possession at the same time. And while Harry's victory over Voldemort is somewhat tied to the Elder Wand and the allegiance it had for Harry, it very clearly had nothing to do with the Invisibility Cloak or the Resurrection Stone. For one, Harry didn't have the cloak on him during the Battle of Hogwarts, meaning that he was not able to leverage its power while dueling Voldemort. Secondly, and more importantly, Harry no longer possessed the Resurrection Stone when he faced the Dark Lord. He very clearly used it before confronting Voldemort in the Forbidden Forest, and then dropped it into the dirt floor, where it supposedly still rests to this day. 
This means that Harry was not the true master of death at the time of his duel with the Dark Lord. Another popular theory revolves around the power of love. It's been suggested that Harry's ability to love, which Voldemort was incapable of, provided him with a protection that Voldemort couldn't overcome. This theory is often linked to the protection that Harry received as a baby from his mother's sacrifice, but extends to suggest that Harry's own capacity for love is what ultimately defeated Voldemort. While it's true that Lily Potter's sacrifice resulted in an ancient magic powered by love, I don't think that this same magic is what helped Harry overcome the Dark Lord nearly two decades later. I think it's true that Harry's sacrificial love may have protected his allies, but not himself. For, as we understand from Lily's sacrifice, the power of love she unleashed did little to save her own life. And so, while Harry clearly understood love and the incredible power it could wield, I really don't believe that it was that ancient magic that finally brought down Lord Voldemort on the grounds of Hogwarts. Yet another theory revolves around the prophecy given by Professor Sybil Trelawney prior to the birth of Harry Potter. The one that goes, either must die at the hand of the other, for neither can live while the other survives. In this theory, Harry is victorious against Voldemort because it was already determined that he would be. They believe that Harry was always destined to be the one to kill the Dark Lord, and therefore he did. I'd argue that the results of this prophecy were never set in stone, and had events not taken place exactly as they did, Voldemort just as easily could have overcome Harry during that final duel. Now, while these fan theories don't quite stack up against the events that actually took place in the Deathly Hallows novel, I understand why there may be some confusion out there, a lot of which stems from the substantial differences in how Voldemort's death is portrayed in the book versus the movie. One of the most notable differences between the novel and the film is the location of the final duel between Harry Potter and Lord Voldemort. In the book, it takes place in the Great Hall of Hogwarts Castle, surrounded by surviving members of the battle. This setting seems to offer the perspective that defeating Voldemort has been a communal effort and highlights the importance of unity and solidarity. However, in the movie, the duel takes place in various locations around the castle, with no one else present. This change isolates Harry and Voldemort, suggesting to the audience that Harry deserves more credit than he's earned in the battle against the Dark Lord. More importantly, the manner in which Voldemort dies also greatly differs between the two versions. In the book, when Voldemort's killing curse rebounded and hit him, he fell to the ground and died a very human death, his body remaining intact. This is significant because it reinforces the idea that despite his efforts to transcend mortality and to manipulate prophecies, Voldemort is still just a man. In contrast, in the movie, Voldemort disintegrates into flakes and is carried away by the wind. This arguably detracts from the message that no one, not even Voldemort, can escape death. The book also provides a much more detailed explanation of why Harry is the true master of the Elder Wand, revealing that the Elder One's allegiance passed to him when he disarmed Draco Malfoy, who had disarmed the One's previous master, Albus Dumbledore. This explanation is significantly less clear in the movie, leaving out crucial information on how Harry ultimately defeated Voldemort. So, how did Harry Potter truly defeat the Dark Lord then? What actually enabled him to finally, ultimately overpower Voldemort? In my opinion, the answer to this is threefold. Harry overcame Voldemort due to his bravery, the Elder One's allegiance to him, and the fact that all of the Dark Lord's Horcruxes had finally been destroyed. 
While I don't necessarily believe that Harry's courageousness and valiant Gryffindor nature would have been enough to defeat Voldemort alone, I do think that it was one of the things that led him to victory. Without his bravery, fueled by his understanding of love and loyalty, Harry wouldn't have been able to give himself up to Voldemort in the Forbidden Forest in order to protect his friends and allies. This single act of courage is what led to sacrificial protection for Harry's allies, as well as the Dark Lord accidentally killing his Horcrux that lived inside of Harry, which was essential in making Voldemort mortal again. Harry tries to explain to the Dark Lord just how powerful this act was in the following scene from the Deathly Hallows. Don't you get it? I was ready to die to stop you hurting these people. But you did not. I meant to, and that's what did it. I've done what my mother did. They're protected from you. Haven't you noticed how none of the spells you put on them are binding? You can't torture them. You can't touch them. You don't learn from your mistakes, Riddle, do you? Then, of course, there's the Elder Wand and its allegiance to Harry. As the most powerful wand in existence, it should have had no problem helping Voldemort kill Harry Potter. And yet, thanks to its loyalty to Harry, it simply would not. As touched on earlier in this video, this is because when Harry disarmed Draco Malfoy, who had disarmed the wand's previous owner, Albus Dumbledore, the wand shifted its allegiance to Harry. So, when Voldemort attempted to use the Elder Wand to kill Harry, it refused, as it believed Harry to be its true master. So, it all comes down to this, doesn't it? whispered Harry. Does the wand in your hand know its last master was disarmed? Because if it does, I am the true master of the Elder Wand. Lastly, the destruction of all seven of Voldemort's Horcruxes made him mortal again, meaning that he could actually be killed. So when he was struck with his own ricocheted killing curse, he died instantly, like any other wizard would. There are no more Horcruxes, it's just you and me. Neither can live while the other survives, and one of us is about to leave for good. But if you're still not 100% convinced on what exactly happened, here's a passage from the Deathly Hallows describing in detail how Harry finally, truly defeated Lord Voldemort. Harry heard the high voice shriek as he, too, yelled his best hope to the heavens, pointing Draco's wand. Avada Kedavra, Expelliarmus. The bang was like a cannon blast and the golden flames that erupted between them. At the dead center of the circle they'd been treading marked the point where the spells collided. Harry saw Voldemort's green jet meet his own spell, saw the Elder Wand fly high, dark against the sunrise, spinning across the enchanted ceiling like the head of Nagini, spinning through the air towards the master it would not kill, who had come to take full possession of it at last. And Harry, with the unerring skill of the Seeker, caught the wand in his free hand as Voldemort fell backwards, arms splayed, the slit pupils of his scarlet eyes rolling upwards. Tom Riddle hit the floor with a mundane finality, his body feeble and shrunken, the white hands empty, the snake-like face vacant and unknowing. Voldemort was dead, killed by his own rebounding curse, and Harry stood with two wands in his hand, staring down at his enemy's shell. And so, while fan theories often provide interesting alternative perspectives, the actual explanation of Voldemort's death highlights the importance of Harry's bravery and capacity to love, the Elder One's allegiance, and the Dark Lord's mortality. And with that, we've come to the end of today's video. What did you think? Do you agree with my theory? Please share your thoughts in the comments below, and as always, if you enjoyed this video, don't forget to like it and subscribe to the channel. Until next time, remember, it does not do to dwell on dreams, and to forget to live.